everyone. I'm Will Fuller. And I'm Richard Miller. And we are the co-creators of EnvisionSelfHealing.com. And we're dedicated to helping you improve your eyesight and your quality of life. By taking healing into your own hands. Today we're going to talk about laying the foundation for improving eyesight and our new ebook, A Modern Day Guide for Improving Eyesight. You can download this free ebook at EnvisionSelfHealing.com. Now, in the second part of uh, this podcast, we're going to be answering one of the questions from our audience, which is going to help them improve their eyesight and take their self-healing a little step further. And this week's question is, how can I adjust to my natural eyesight when I can't see without my glasses? Some uh, A question that we get quite often from a lot of people, obviously, quite a few people out there that are listening to this actually want to get rid of their glasses, but find it very frustrating when we ask them to not wear their glasses and indeed they find it difficult to do so. So Richard, how's, uh, how's the self-healing been treating you this week? Uh, well, I've been uh, focusing on my presbyopia. Uh, I'm uh, over literally? 50. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true. I'm trying to focus despite my presbyopia, shall we say. Um, and I've been doing some convergence exercises, palming, some sunning, um, I'm, I'm beginning to feel the muscles on the inside, the convergence muscles on the inside of my eyes near the nose, uh, the internal extraocular muscles, the ones on the inside, feeling like they're getting a little stronger. And I'm noticing that I'm focusing, when I look at something fo- close, I'm focusing with both eyes. Unfortunately, I tended to um, develop a bad habit of uh, using only, only my right eye when I was reading. And obviously... Uh... A lot of this stuff we're going to have to go into more detail in preceding shows into why you would actually only be using one eye to focus. It sounds a bit strange to begin with. Yeah, it's actually something a lot of people do that they don't even realize they're doing anymore. So um, I'm starting to be able to read my iPhone, though, a little bit more like without. Normally, I have to magnify it a bit, and I'm starting to be able to read the type, the small type in my texting, so uh, that's always good. I suppose the question is, is that a good thing or a bad thing to be able to have? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it's true. Well, I am a text addict, so I'm, I'm a, uh, I have no choice but to be able to read it. So, yeah. And those of you that have seen my blog on whether the iPhone is good or bad for your eyes or not, you're, uh, you'll be able to see a little bit more detail what we're, uh, what we're talking about here, whether actually using the iPhone... Um, could actually be a strain for the eyes, but we also notice it could also be beneficial for the eyes. The other tactic I've just come up with is to print out the convergence charge, which you can find on our in our resources section on our website. Um, and I'm going to start posting them all over my house. I've started in my bathroom, <laughs> and I'm and I'm going to work my way down to the kitchen because it's it's very hard to find as as our listeners will find out. It's hard to find time to do these eye exercises sometime. Definitely. So um, the more they're in your face and uh, convenient, the more you're going to do them. So um, I've started to do that, too. I've just got an image now of your apartment as a campaign for for a new political party or something. <laughs> yeah, it's not the most attractive thing in the world, but it, it is going to help my presbyopia. Yeah, so it's worth pro, it. Pro-vision improvement. That's true. <laughs> so how is your vision doing this week, Will? Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, I, uh, only yesterday I noticed... Uh, on the way to see some clients that before, uh, whereas the, I could, I'm starting to able to see the the buildings either side of me as I uh, as I walk, 
And I noticed yesterday there was actually movement, um, so I could almost see the the doors on the front of the houses actually going past me. Now, um, that might sound like a lot of people that that's not really an achievement, but when you, when you realise that I have uh, retinitis pigmentosa, which is a, a condition that affects the rod cells, the peripheral cells in your eyes, and uh, it means that it limits my vision in my periphery. And what I'm actually noticing uh, as I'm doing these eye exercises and, and working towards vision improvement is that periphery is actually starting to wake back up again. And uh, it's quite a strange experience um, seeing things in your periphery that you've never seen before. So that was uh, pretty pretty pleased with that yesterday because the rod cells respond to movement. So whereas before I was just aware there was something in my periphery, uh, this time there was actually some movement. So I was pretty excited about that. Uh, I hate to break this to you, Will, but the buildings are actually not moving. It's you that's moving. So. <laughs> what are you trying to tell me? <laughs> I'm doing all this work. Although, uh, although I did realize this uh, weekend, I met up with a friend that I actually met in uh, from Cambodia when I was traveling over in Cambodia. She lives here in San Francisco, and uh, our, our work schedule allowed us to uh, to meet up for a drink. And she chose uh, one of the bars downtown, and it was one of those bars where they only have uh, candle candle lights. Candle lights, uh, wow! In, inside the bar, I don't know whether they're just trying to save money on electricity. I know, uh, I know the recession's hitting everyone hard at this point, or whether it was to set a mood. Hmm. But obviously, with RP, you uh, also means uh, night blindness. So, as it's those rod cells that see in the dark. So she introduced me to a. To her new boyfriend, and of course, I couldn't see his his hand to shake it because I was looking at his face and uh, the lack of periphery there. So, I think her boyfriend was a little bit offended that I didn't want to shake his hand. <laughs> uh, she was uh, slightly mortified there for a while, but uh, I'm pretty good at, at backtracking on these things. But uh, but I did notice that my vision was adapting quicker to the dark. Actually, when uh, going back outside the bar and to make a phone call and then to go back in again uh, i noticed that my eyes adjust quicker so uh, i was pretty excited about that actually i was yeah pleased. that's great so i hear you uh, you had an interesting uh, super bowl experience this weekend yeah i um when everyone else was planning their super bowl parties or going to parties or going to bars uh on friday night i had a uh, yet another uh, allergic reaction to food which i've had for years okay and uh, made a pact with myself Saturday morning to, to start a juice fast to try okay. and get rid of my food allergies. Um, I also uh, feel like it's going to help my vision. So I started on Saturday morning and forgetting the fact that the Super Bowl was the next day. <laughs> uh, how did you get on with all the adverts? You know, I, I was so wiped out from the juice fast to a certain degree. I was sleeping through some of those uh, Super Bowl but the adverts, nah, didn't no, bother me. No, you're right. There were a few burger ad, adverts, you're right, that were pretty uh, enticing. It was only uh, the last four minutes you needed to see anyway. It's true. <laughs> but I knew that there was a bar down that I normally go to that it would have been perfect for the Super Bowl, and I know their burgers and fries were really good. So it was calling me a little bit, but I, I resisted. And how, and how many days are you in now? Uh, you're asking me to remember. Uh, what is today? Wednesday. So this is the fifth day. Nice. So I'm half. I'm almost halfway there. Fantastic and uh, difficult. Um, you know, I'm not hungry a lot. Good. This is the first juice fast I've ever done, so I'm not hungry a lot. But I get a little spacey and dingy if I don't have juice every 
about every two hours. Yeah, but and anybody that knows Richard personally will know that that's something that occurs <laughs> regularly anyway. It's true. It's just more <laughs> spacey and dingy than I normally am. So, um, so but, well, I, I look forward to hearing how uh, how you get on the full 10 days. I know at the moment Onion seems to be a, uh, a superpower. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Will experienced this. We were working together, and uh, I had an onion addition, only like a slice of onion. And suddenly I was on fire. I was impatient. I was... And it reminded me, like, maybe our food is really influencing way more than we imagine if I could be so influenced by a slice of onion in my juice. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. But we, we will say to any of our listeners that if you are thinking on uh, doing a juice fast or anything, you should certainly consult your uh, physician, first of all, just to make sure that everything is uh, is hunky-dory and everything's okay with you so you're able to do something like a juice fast but i look forward to uh, hearing a lot more about that next week richard on how you actually get on yeah thanks uh yeah my vision does seem to be slightly improved again i'm doing the presbyopia work at the same time so it's kind of hard to, to defin- differentiate what's causing my vision to get a little better but it is getting my reading vision is getting better oh the other thing i'm doing in this juicing is i'm using a lot of beets i'm using carrots which isn't vitamin a isn't really my issue but beets are because uh, they're going to be improving, beets improve blood circulation. And for my optic atrophy, uh, any kind of increase in blood circulation is going to actually improve my vision, which may be happening. That may be part of why my vision is getting better. Great. All right. Moving on. This week, our self-healing topic is going to be laying the foundations of improving eyesight. Now, this is very important for uh, all people that want to improve their eyesight, uh, regardless of your, you know, your condition. Uh, but it was that much more important for Richard and I. It's almost like it was exacerbated a little bit more um, with myself. I could really feel it because of that lack of peripheral vision. It means that I'm really overusing and straining my central vision all the time. Something that only over the last few years have I really been starting to tackle and notice um, how important it is to actually overcome and improve that eye strain. Something that um, has taken a little bit of time, but I'm really starting to notice the benefits, especially things like not having headaches anymore. I've noticed that I can use the computer and read actually longer, which is something that probably most vision improvement people don't recommend being able to spend more time at the computer. Uh, unfortunately, uh, we don't have much of a choice uh, as far as using the computer's concerned because it's such a big part of, uh, of our work here. Uh, but Richard, is there anything that you've sort of noticed um, as far as eye strain is concerned? Yeah, for me, uh, I see best when my eyes are completely relaxed. So I'm always trying to reduce my eye strain to... Um, reduce squinting in, in light, to reduce uh, staring at things, to reduce, to increase blinking, to anything to, to relax the way I'm looking at things. The more relaxed I am, the clearer things are. The less I, in some ways, the less I try to see, uh, the clearer things are. And, in, 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 with my condition, not seeing well because of my optic atrophy, I'm always, I'm under more pressure in some ways than the average person to see well. So I'm going up and reading menus at a distance. or st- So I'm under more pressure in some ways than the average person. So it's still important for me to deal with the eye strain. Um, 
And that goes back to these sort of fundamentals, the foundation of uh, good eyesight and, and good visual habits. So, so, we, uh, so we found then with the eye strain um, that both Richard and I have been, very, have been working very hard um, throughout doing all these exercises to try and overcome this eye strain. And we realized that there's sort of 10 steps um, that we've gone through ourselves that have really helped in improving our eyesight and have really helped to overcome our eye strain. And we decided to compile it uh, into an ebook that we've actually got a free ebook on our website that you can uh, go over to envisionselfhealing.com and you can actually uh, download a copy of that ebook today. And the book's actually called A Modern Day Guide to Improving Eyesight. Uh, Richard, any, any reason why we came up with that? It, we went through a few titles there. Yeah, we did. <laughs> um, so the, the, one of the premises behind the book is that, uh, mo- as we've been saying, the modern life adds uh, a great deal of eye strain. Uh, and the reason is that our eyes were not designed for our modern lifestyle. They were designed for a hunter-gatherer uh, lifestyle, being in the wild uh, looking into the distance more, a lot of a lot of habits that fit a hunter gatherer lifestyle that no longer fit our modern lifestyle of looking at computers and cell phones and uh, so, a lot of things at close proximities. So are you telling me that watching uh, animal documentaries on YouTube isn't part of the hunter and gatherer uh, lifestyle? I suppose it has a slight <laughs> advantage over uh, other things you could be looking at, but uh, no, it's not a substitute for a hunter gatherer lifestyle. So that was one of our premises was, and that's why it's called a modern day guide. So we're trying to address, yes, uh, it would be great if we were, um, well, I don't know if it would be great. We're all hunting zebra and all sorts of stuff, but maybe that would, I certainly wouldn't survive very long if I were reduced to hunting zebra. But I think my hamstrings are too tight. <laughs> I've been injured too quick. Yeah, or, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I hate to say it, but you and I would probably be selected out. So anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, so that's why we've uh, come up with the, de- the, the modern day guide uh, is really being realistic about our modern day life, but then trying to bring in some of the, the lifestyle habits of our forefathers, our ancestors who lived out in the wild. And then the other way we organize it, it's, it's more scientific and a little more boring than that, but so it, it, we organized it anatomically. So it it goes from your eyelid back to your brain, essentially. So we take the eye and develop, tell you about good habits that relate to the eyelid and then the, then the, um, the, the, what's called the sclera, the outside white surface of the eye. We work our way anatomically through the eye and give you habits, 10 habits for and that, these. That's, that's something that we, we really sort of wished we had, wasn't it, from, from the beginning, was, was someone just to uh, sit down and just say, you know, these are the parts of the eye, this is how the eye is made up, and this is what you can do to help those parts of the eye, and um, and as sort of a, as a as a consequence of, of doing that, we've we've really found that reducing eye strain and also an improve, you know, an improvement in eyesight. Right, right. And so uh, the thing I like about our book, which I would like, is that <laughs> yeah, uh, you like it. Yeah, yeah. It takes the science of each part of your eye and then talks about how our modern life is not suited to that part of your eye and how we were designed to use it and then how you can sort of bring some of that uh, original design or the, the way our eyes were designed back into our modern life sort of 
So it addresses all of those issues in this ebook. And a, a, a good example, just for those of you that might think um, that this is all a little bit overwhelming and that, you know, you don't know, oh, I don't know anything about the anatomy of the eye or this is the first time I've ever come across eye exercises, you know, how am I going to understand this book? We've, we've spent uh, the last few years really trying to get to grips on how to educate others on the fundamentals of anatomy. It's, it's really not as, uh, as scary as you might think. Um, and a, a good example, I think one that a lot of people understand, uh, would be if we chose uh, the length of the eye. And when we talk about working from close all the time, um, and how, you know, back, back in the day when, uh, when we were hunters, we would spend most of our time looking for predators or looking for, I don't know, R- Richard on the horizon to see whether he's uh, <laughs> coming to attack my tribe. Yeah. Um, but we spend most of our time looking out into the distance. Now, if you compare that to our modern day lives, uh, we spend a vast majority of our time either in front of a computer screen or close by. So the book really, it's, it's simplistic in its way that we, we just, we talk about that, you know, that very thing that we would look into the distance. We would talk about that part of the anatomy um, that's involved in the looking in, into the distance. Uh, and then we give um, some suggestions on how maybe you could overcome that. Um, and a little exercise at the end um, that you can actually go and do yourself if you want to go and... Uh, and do that and, and work on that part of the eye specifically. Mm-hmm. So, Richard, there's also, uh, there's also some interesting characters that seem to have uh, been created within our book. Yeah, the, uh, when we started thinking about the hunter-gatherer lifestyle, uh, at first we started talking generally about it and sort of being amateur am- anthropologists. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then... Emphasis on the amateur on that one. Very amateur, yes. <laughs> and then we realized, you know... It would be much more fun to refer to this this person's lifestyle in in a as a as a person with a name. So we came up with Caveman Dave, and actually for a while the book became the Caveman's Guide to Improving Eyesight. But that lasted for a couple of days, and then and then we realized then we were talking about the modern day lifestyle in this droning, depressing manner. So. Um, we came up with another character called uh, Modern Day Mike, and Modern Day Mike has horrible visual habits, but um, we can all make fun of Modern Day Mike, so yeah, it's, it's fine. Was, which was great until we realized that we were Modern Day Mike. Exactly. Sit, but, sit, yeah. Sitting at the computer right in the ebook itself, which uh, yeah. which has some great irony to it. it that's very ironic. We were, <laughs> yes, we were Modern Day Mike. And yes. then, uh, no, no offense to anyone called Dave. Um, or Mike. We uh, We actually have quite a positive uh, image of cavemen's i realize a lot of people actually have a a negative view of a, a caveman with knuckles uh, scraping along the ground and big and hairy um but i don't know about you richard but i i sort of had the image of, of a of a clean-cut guy hanging out uh hunting <laughs> the, the good thing about dave though it, it, irregardless of his quantity of hair is um <laughs> that he has very good eyesight we we know do know this, and he's uh, very good. Made him very good with his spear, and uh, and very good at looking at clouds and determining weather, things like that. So he's a, he has excellent eyesight because of his lifestyle. We did. Uh, we I, w- I wanted a, a front cover image of uh, of caveman Dave holding a pair of glasses and scratching his head. The uh, the idea of cavemen or the last uh, 
200,000 years of people actually needing glasses is, uh, is quite a humorous uh, thought for it me. Is. And then, it is. Um, how in the last uh, 100 years, 150 years, we, uh, we now can't live without them. I think that's quite a, yeah, quite a comical true. point to work on. Yeah. So in the end, you get a, a, a general knowledge of the anatomy of the eye, and you get the habits that go, the good habits that go with that, each piece of the anatomy and how they would fit into our, our modern lifestyle. So we're very proud of this book, and we hope you will go download it. So this week's question comes from one of our Twitter followers, Christy. And she asks, um, in responding to when trying to find out about um, improving her eyesight, and she's just discovering vision improvement exercises, just like we did those many years ago. And uh, she asked one of the very very familiar uh, questions that we always get, and is very common, and uh, and that we find is a is an important one to overcome. And the question is: You say keep glasses and contacts off as much as possible to allow the eyes to adjust. However, I cannot see much without my glasses. So, yeah, we, re- we really feel your frustration on that one. Uh, both Richard and I used to wear glasses and, in fact, indeed, do not wear glasses anymore. Yeah. Yep. One approach is definitely the um, reduced prescription. So yeah, you, can, um, you can start out and you need to find an optometrist that will work with you. Uh, but they are out there. They're hard to find, though, who will examine your eyes, come up with your prescription, and then reduce it by half a diopter and just keep doing that over time. It would take years to finally do, well, maybe two years to finally reduce it. depends on how strong your prescription is, of course. So that's one approach is to wear glasses but have them reduced by half a diopter. So, so when, 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 we, uh, when we say reduce it down to a diopter, there might be quite a few of you that have no uh, idea what a diopter is. True. So, but which, which is why we uh, urge you guys to read about these topics as much as possible so you can get a greater understanding so that when you do go um, to your ophthalmologist or when you do go to the person that prescribes your glasses, uh, that you have a little bit more understanding about this, which is why we have uh, so much information on our website about this and about right. how you can learn about your condition. But by uh, basically your glasses are measured in diopters and it's if you're uh, if you have myopia or nearsightedness then it's negative and if you're farsighted then it would be uh, positive. So most of you out there looking to get rid of your glasses will either be would you reckon Richard pres- presbyopia and uh, myopia? Exactly. I think yeah Presbyopia probably first and myopia second. And farsighted, for some reason, seems to be less common. Um, so in presbyopia, they are positive. So you go to the drugstore and you're buying anywhere from one plus ones to about 3.75s. So, so when we say drop by half a diopter, if you were a 1.5 at the moment, we're suggesting that you just get a plus one. Like, exactly, exactly. And if you're in myopia, you would maybe have a minus, say, a minus 4 prescription. You ask for a minus 3.5 and then work your way down over time. And one, one thing is, is just to say you're looking to reduce your eye strain. I know quite a lot of people that, we, that come and see us, they get headaches, especially from how strong the prescription is. 
on their glasses, and we're, we're probably going to prescription of uh, glasses at a later date. It's quite the uh, yeah, quite the in-depth uh, topic. It is. But um, one thing that you need to bear in mind is that the glasses are um, forcing that clear image on the back of your eye. So those of you that are used to wearing glasses, you know, for a lot of us, 15, 20, 30, 40 years, we've worn glasses. Of course, things are going to seem blurry when you take those glasses off. And it takes a little bit of time, don't forget, for your uh, brain and your visual system to adjust and get used to not having uh, that crystal clear vision you know, the, the, the second that you want it. And it does take some um, getting used to, to the blur. Uh, for me, ironically, I've been wearing not wearing glasses for maybe 10 years, something like that now. Mm-hmm. And um, I started out at about a, over four prescription. So I'm myopic. So I had a minus four and a half prescription. And I reduced it uh, actually by just not wearing my glasses and doing eye exercises down to around two now. I got some reduced prescription ones, put them on, and ironically now I can't stand wearing them. It's <laughs> it's it's uh, it gives me that weird sort of headachey feeling. Yeah. Um, and it I have the experience you're talking about. It feels like it's irritating to my retina somehow. I know it seems bizarre to think you could feel irritation in your retina. Yeah, it's, but it's almost like for me, it's like my eyes are swollen or something. It's like they're um. So they're being forced to do something against their own will, right? And then it, and then they change the size of things by putting them on, and everything's reduced yeah. into the frame. It's just, yeah. It's after a while. I'm just saying. Ironically, the question is about how do I survive without my glasses? But after a while, you'll find the reverse is true. You you, you won't even like wearing them. I remember so. when uh, when I first uh, when I first prescribed glasses i was probably about you know six or seven and i remember saying to my mom i said mom these these glasses hurt my eyes and everything seems really big and she said oh you'll be fine son exactly (laughs) you'll you'll get used to them yeah uh, that's funny to me now because it seems so sad to to force the eye to get used to something yeah uh, and indeed the brain Um, well they feel they do feel really unnatural to me now really so and you do, and bear in mind as well that not wearing your glasses is only a very small part of vision improvement. Right. Um, and indeed, you do it alongside doing the exercises. So you're not wearing your glasses. So yes, things are going to be blurry to begin with. Um, but when you combine it with you know exercises like uh, sunning, which helps shrink the pupil, it means things are going to become clearer uh, naturally. But it's just going to take... A little bit longer. Uh, I think probably one of the hardest things I had to overcome was breaking the habit of wearing glasses. Um, just because I would, I'd get a bed, I'd wear my glasses all day, and then when I go to bed, I would put them on my bedside table, and I'd wake up in the morning, and the first thing I do is put my glasses on. It was part of habit. Yeah, I had to break the habit of breaking my glasses because I would, I would, <laughs> I was less organized than you will, and I would invariably put them down on a chair and then sit on them and break them so <laughs> yeah. yeah i remember i remember as a kid um having to get many uh, many pairs of glasses and scratching the lens i think i probably had about four <sighs> or five at one point yep yep but uh anyway so we're uh, we only wanted to go over uh, very briefly there um and we're 
no doubt we'll be returning to this topic time and time again because it's sort of one of the first steps for people. But certainly you want to be wearing your glasses, um, you know, when you need to. We're only saying wear your glasses when it's, you know, in a safe safe environment. Maybe you're just uh, eating your dinner or, or you're just writing an email or you're meeting with some friends. Um, certainly if you're driving or operating any sort of heavy machinery or anything that has a safety issue, then you should be wearing uh, the prescription uh, that you need, um, that you've been prescribed for that. Um, and, and many people who do eye improvement and then leave their glasses in their car or they start leaving them in the places they need them. Um, well, obviously you can hold them in your pocket and just bring them out. You just get used to taking them on and off more frequently too. So, Okay, so I hope you enjoyed the podcast today and, uh, and you got some uh, some great tips out of it and uh, we hope you head over to the uh, guidebook and download the modern day guide to improving eyesight over at our website envisionselfhealing.com and uh, you get on board with some of the great information that we've got going there because no doubt uh, we're going to be going into a little bit more depth as these podcasts proceed great catching up with you today Richard good luck with your uh, good luck with your juice fast all right, and good luck with your buildings moving by. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think hopefully iTunes isn't going to pick up on that because they're probably going to uh, just shut the podcast down straight away and say there's some <laughs> crazy guy seeing some moving buildings. Yeah, that's right. But uh, you can see more about our story or indeed uh, what we're trying to achieve here at EnvisionSelfHealing.com and go to uh, the About Us section. And you can also find out about a lot of the exercises that we discuss on these podcasts at our website go to the exercise tab and uh, get a lot more information about improving your eyesight so thanks for listening and happy healing and see for yourself 